This is Shadows of a Dark Past. Whoa! I mean, my heart is about to beat out of my chest. I pulled out that cross, but... Wow. When push came to shove, I did it. Mark, I did it. I... I overcame it. Mark McCain, loser extraordinaire, failed psych student. <laughs> I confronted a real vampire, and I lived to tell the tale. And how many people can freaking say that? All the people that thought I was crazy, they can't say that. They don't even know it exists. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it feels good. I mean, not that can actually tell anyone, but now that I'm heading home and calming down from one hell of an adrenaline rush, I mean, it's, it's really sinking in exactly what I may have set into motion. <laughs> I mean, wow, Andrew may have let me walk away under my own power, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I, I know before all other people that he can actually Hunt me down where I sleep and kill me. I mean, I've been there before. So, so I'm definitely sleeping with a cross. On a cross. With a cross. Where's that necklace Grandma gave me when I was... It was the cross necklace. I, I, I'm going to find it and wear it. <laughs> but on the other hand, I mean, he really came off like a regular guy. He wasn't reveling in his power. And he certainly wasn't giving off any evil vibes like he was trying to kill me. He was placid. He was... He actually seemed kind of normal. I was expecting someone tall, I mean, and suave and confident. With a really deep voice and a European accent. Optional. But the funny thing is Andrew's not any of that. <laughs> He's actually shorter than I am. And he comes off as anything but confident. He didn't even put up a fight when I confronted him. I mean, I don't want to press my luck and keep poking the bear, but I am dying to go back again. <laughs> uh, no pun intended there. Don't be a dork. <laughs> Why am I talking to myself? I can't really answer myself. <laughs> Man, I really hope he calls me back. If he does, what will I say? And what will we talk about? I don't know. I gotta get home and find that cross. Stanford. Stanford! Come here. What now? You've taken my letters to the post office? What do you think? I think you should answer my questions directly. I also think that would not be physically possible, and that you should choose your words with better care, even under your breath. Never believe that I need you, Stanford. Anger me at your own risk. Thanks for the advice. I would have never realized how dangerous it is to piss off a... Apparently, you forget that you are not permitted to speak that word, even around me. 
I am aware of that. Now, my letters? Yes, I dropped them off. Good. Sit down. Sit down, Stanford! (sighs) Come on. I've been working all day. I don't want to do anything else. Then stop whining and sit down! This is not another task for you to undertake tonight. There has been a new development, and I need to ensure you conduct yourself properly. One day, I am going to... Yes, I am quite sure you believe you shall destroy me, and we shall cross that bridge when we arrive. In the meantime, though, I need you to listen to me very carefully. Are you already acquainted with Mark McCain? I know who he is. I've never met the guy. Oh, he came here this evening and confronted me. He knows. Knows? About you? (laughs) Oh, that's just wonderful. So, where's the body? He left over an hour ago. I did nothing to him. You didn't even touch him? Wow, you really are an idiot. You tow a dangerous line, Stanford. I warn you to tread carefully. Or what? What exactly are you going to do, beat me down? I don't think you've got the guts. You may be a, well, what you are, but I don't believe you could bring yourself to leave me a bruised and bloody heap on this floor. And it wouldn't be my first fight, you know. Perhaps, rather than allowing you to goad me into another rash action, I am simply avoiding the inevitable questions the Clayton family would ask if you were to be assaulted in my home. But make no mistake, there is a limit to what I will tolerate, and you are approaching it. I am well aware of the dire straits you were in when you begged Holly to let you stay here, and I could likely convince her to evict you with little effort. No, I need not lay a hand on you to cause you to suffer. I suggest you sit back down. Now, returning to the matter of Mark McCain. I do not think it would be wise if the two of you met. At least not yet. Not until I have a clearer idea of what he intends to do with his knowledge. I hope I have warned him away from spontaneous visits, but I am not certain. If he returns, be it day or night, you are not to allow him to be aware of your presence. Hide. Remain silent and still. Do not answer if he speaks, and do not acknowledge him at the door. Is that all? For the moment. If he is as benign as he purports to be, I may relax this restriction. But, for the moment, under no circumstances are you to interact with Mark McCain in any fashion whatsoever. Do I make myself clear? Yes. Good. Now, you may go. This is Jacob Heckman, and you're listening to Shadows of a Dark Past. Hello, this is Ando Valentine, creator of Shadows of a Dark Past. I just wanted to take a moment to extend the heartfelt gratitude of the cast and crew of our podcast for the generosity of our Season 1 Indiegogo supporters, particularly the devotees. Michael Brock, Suzanne Clark, Carrie Lunenberg, Chantel Parker, and Chuck Poor. Thank you for making the first season possible. You're the best. Now, back to the show. (sighs) 
so it's April 18th. Almost a week since I met Andrew. Nothing's happened, and I'm getting restless, to say the least. I mean, I really want to know more about what happened when he first showed up here. But if he won't talk to me, I'll need to get the story from someone else. I would ask David, but I know he's not really happy with Andrew being here, so I doubt I'd get an unbiased account. Plus, I don't want to let on too much why I'm so interested, of course, so I'm going to ask Toby instead. This should be a thrill. (laughs) And of course, I'll want to record this. I mean, I already feel like an undercover cop, but what am I supposed to do? Until I'm more sure of what's going on, which I don't have a clue yet. I don't want to go around asking everyone for an on-record interview about their new cousin and raise suspicion. So, Toby it is. Speak of the devil. Here he is. All right. You got this. Hey, Mark. Toby. So, to what do I owe this visit? I know I haven't had an appointment with you in a while, but nothing's really going on with me. It's been really damn boring, actually. It's not about a session. This is a combination of a social call... Really? And a few questions I wanted to ask about Andrew. And there it is. Somehow, I'm not surprised. Let me guess. My father is complaining and wants you to convince Holly to kick him out. You know I can't confirm that, Toby. Whether it's true or not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) doctor-patient confidentiality and all that. Just like the time you didn't let it slip to Dad that Holly was smoking weed. I didn't. He smelled it on her clothes. I didn't really have to say anything. (laughs) Or the time you didn't out my sister to Mom. Look, she told me Amy already knew she was gay. Or the time you did... All right, I've slipped a few times. I'll admit it. I probably wouldn't be here in Claysville if I was a top-notch therapist, so there's that. Or if my family ever thought it was worth it to sue you. But lucky for you, Dad wants to keep you around. God, you're an asshole. Is that your professional diagnosis? Maybe it should be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, if the shoe fits. Anyway, you said you had some questions about our dear new cousin Andrew. As long as you don't mind if I pour myself a drink, fire away. I wouldn't want to get in between you and the bottle, so uh, we'll just move on. All right, here goes nothing. <clears throat> Were you home when Andrew arrived for the first time? Yeah, I was. The house cleaners were just wrapping up and Mom was making supper in the kitchen. I'd gone to pester her for a taste of whatever the hell it was, and I heard Aunt Holly talking to someone in the living room. So I decided to check in. Hmm. So you were eavesdropping. I mean, technically, yeah, but I prefer to think of it as helpful curiosity. Anyway, he was telling her something about business ventures in Atlanta and wanting a different climate and blah, 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 stuff I didn't bother memorizing. I figured he must be some business partner or whatever, and I was just about to leave. But then he said something about being shocked to find other Claytons in Claysville, and he was digging to see if he was related, and that, that caught my interest. Hmm. How did Holly react? Um, I, I couldn't tell. He told her to look at something, and I heard paper shuffling around, and I guess I must have bumped into something or sniffed. I don't remember. 
But then he said he heard someone at the door, so I decided to make my grand entrance. Okay. What were your first impressions when you saw him? These uh, aren't the questions I was expecting you to ask. What are you getting at? Oh, I mean, look, he's a new addition to the family, right? I'm trying to understand how you are all taking to him. If I'm supposed to be everyone's therapist, which is my contract here, right. I need to understand the relationship dynamics at play here. That's all. So, what did you think? Well, just between you, me, and whoever you end up spilling the beans to, I don't really think much of him at all. I'm, I mean, he was... Nice enough, I guess. He introduced himself with a smile and all that. But one more Clayton running around doesn't really do much for me. Okay. So, you walked in and introduced yourself, right? Uh, what were the papers? Did you see them? Uh, Catch a glimpse? Yeah, I guess I did. They were printouts from one of those ancestry research sites. Andrew said he had traced his family tree back to some common ancestor during the Revolutionary War. Right. And I guess we had some offshoot branch of the family we never paid attention to. Hmm. Interesting. All right. One last question. How did it get to an invitation for him to live here on the property? I mean... All right, that doesn't just happen. Right. Well, of course, it didn't start that way. Okay. He just asked if he could talk to us and review our family history books for a few weeks. But, of course, you know Aunt Holly, she managed to get him to admit he wasn't really happy in Georgia, and the next thing you know, she was walking him across the property. By the time they get back, she was basically handing him the key. That quick, huh? That quick. Huh. Dad came home about half an hour after Andrew left to get his stuff from the hotel, and he was pissed. I mean, he shouted for at least an hour. He vowed to overrule Aunt Holly's decision, vowed to sue Aunt Holly and Andrew for conspiracy to do, I, I don't know what. But, well, you can see how that turned out. Andrew is settled in, and Dad is constantly pissed off. So it's business as usual. Business as usual, huh? Okay. And what about you, Toby? <laughs> what about me? Well... How do you feel about Andrew? Well, considering that his living here so far hasn't impacted me in the slightest, I, yeah, no, I really don't think I care. Now, if you'll excuse me, my drink is empty and my interest in this topic has reached just about zero. So unless you've got anything more interesting to discuss, I think I'll take my leave. No, go on. Thanks for the insight. You're welcome. Well, technically I got what I asked for, but it didn't really tell me anything I didn't already know. I just can't make any real progress without talking to Andrew again. And who knows when that will be, if ever. Shit. Carl W. Childers as Mark McCain. Edward Degree as Stanford Jameson. Jacob Heckman as Toby Clayton. Ando Valentine as Andrew Clayton. 
Special thanks to our Indiegogo Season 1 Early Bats and Acolytes, including George P. Burdell. Shadows of a Dark Past is an Ando Valentine production.